0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from percysgrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Dudes. Hey everybody, monkey down here in the southeast US, enjoying
1: this beautiful weather down here, wet, cool, nasty, y'all that good stuff today. Hope everybody's doing well and has something nice to smoke on.
0: Nice, I see that from professional intro everybody, see? See, that's nice professional. Unfortunately, March isn't here, as we discussed in the Cannabis News, she's uh, taking her friend to the airport. Yeah, bubble's
1: still out in the middle of nowhere, as far as we know.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it is us. Monkey and I, who is going to be talking about grow room safety today, you know, regarding electrical and fire safety and things like that, just to make sure everybody's staying safe, staying safe in the grow room and not taking any unnecessary risks.
1: I could try to make the joke out of it. but You know, safety is really we shouldn't joke about that part of it, you know. Yes. Like safety
0: third, did you say a few weeks ago? Yeah, Yeah, safety third.
1: That's an old old. Gag that somebody else came up with. Be yeah, a safety third for you know. First rule is see. Second rule. Second rule is see. Third rule. Third rule is safety. So it's always safety mm-hmm.
0: third. But you know, it, it's just one of those. Things. When you're young, you don't care so much about the whole safety thing because you think you're invincible. But as you get older and you get wiser and you have more accidents, you're a little bit more cautious with things. You know. Yeah, so it, it is important. Don't overlook these things. You know. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's yeah, smoke yeah. some weed first. Let's get a little bit high. One thing that
1: made me actually start looking at safety a little different, you probably could relate to this too, is when I started having kids, you know, I had a reason I have to stay alive now. I've got to stay <laughs> healthy enough so I can play with my kids and I need to stay alive to make sure that they're good. So it definitely made change the way I used to do things. Not that I was uh, that unsafe at any given time.
0: Yeah, I heard a saying a few weeks ago where it was like a man lives two lives and he li- starts living his first one when he, he starts living his second one when he realizes he only has one life, something like that. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, as you get older and you realize this is the only life you got to get, there's, there's no retakes, and you start doing things a little bit differently.
1: Well, yeah, you do. And also, when you realize you know, that also brings into your, uh, your train of thought the mortality, it's like, hey, you can't put off stuff forever if you ever want to get it done. You better go ahead and get it done now.
0: Mm hmm. The ads factor in the chat there says it just takes longer to heal as you get older. I know that feeling as well. Dang. You know, right, man. Just a little cut. That's for a week. You're like, what the fuck is this still doing here? Is it ever going to heal now? <laughs> is this me forever? <laughs> <laughs> when you were a kid, it's like, okay, you
1: get a cut on a finger today. And two days later, it's like, well, small red mark.
0: left. that's it. And it's like, wow. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Random tangent. <laughs> yeah. So with that, I mean, is there anything else to add here? Uh, with the grow guides uh you can go back and check out all of the previous episodes because this is episode 94 everybody so that's a, a whole lot of episodes man now I do
1: remember a long time ago we had talked about grow uh, gr- room safety and electrical stuff like that but it was more
0: like season one kind of thing
1: yeah it was probably something like you know, a combined episode of, of you know something else besides
0: safety so mm-hmm, it's
1: mm-hmm. good that we're gonna go ahead and break it out by itself this time.
0: Yeah, because it's an important one, you know? I think, should, we, should we move to the Grow Guides? Are you ready to go to the main meat of it? Let's do it. I'm no, fine with it. Let's do it. it. Let's go. There's nothing worse than having your grow room burned down. <laughs> I don't know. I've Pretty simple, right? Down, but that would
1: I mean, that
0: would suck. Having your door kicked off and the old bill coming and taking all your shit—that's bad. It's bad. But you know, having the old bill at your house because it got set fire to because of some shoddy equipment. So yeah. you got the the fire, the, the fucking the police, everybody there because that's you the didn't. Yeah, you know, because you didn't take electrical and fire safety seriously, and you need to. You need to mm-hmm. be... You do. It's better to be extra cautious, you know? You don't ever want this kind of shit to happen, man. And you see it happen. It uh, happened to... Well, one of the members over at Percy's recently, that's been around for a while, because, you know, he just had bad times, man. There was a fire in his house. I'm not sure whether it was his grow room related or anything like that, but he had a house fire. and It's just, it's, it's devastating. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm um, in up. the back of your mind, as a grower... As a home grower, I think in the back of everybody's mind, it's always it's a concern about always just sits there niggling in the background, you know. Yeah, it does, and for
1: me at least, it keeps me a little bit more honest because you know, I if if I have a little bit of a question about should I really do it this way, well, if I'm questioning, if I'm asking myself, I already answered the question.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, don't cut any corners when it comes to safety, man. It's just no. not worth it. Yeah, no,
1: no, not at all. I definitely do not want to be calling fire department and finding, oh, the fire was started in a grow tent and that smell is burning. Oh, the burning cannabis plants that were in the tent, that's the smell. No, I don't mm-hmm. want that. And you know, we were talking about the other day, how people in legal areas, how they may not appreciate the fact that they actually could call emergency services, but us in prohibition land, we got to do it all ourselves if we can. Mm-hmm. So safety, 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 guys. is very, very important.
0: So I think the first thing we should start with here is the simple one. You know, if you're dealing with hydroponics with all this water, even when you're dealing with soil, because you're watering plants as well,
1: Mm -hmm. there's uh,
0: a certain rule which you need to stick to, which is uh, anything with water in stays below the waste and anything electrical stays above the waste. Electricity and water do not mix. That's right. That's right. Yeah. If they do mix, it's not going to be a good mix. (laughs) No, very dangerous, man. And not only is it dangerous, but it'll break your fucking equipment as well. You know, a simple spillage can ruin your shit, man. So make sure that any anything electrical is above the waist and anything with water in it is below the waist. And you shouldn't have the problem of them to cross it over then. It's just a simple thing, you know. Don't leave extension cables laying on the floor, you know, don't leave plugs on the floor, don't leave electrical equipment on the floor when it could potentially get damaged if there is a leak. Just that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Be careful, man. Be
1: careful. Better better to do it that way. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. I'm all with you there. Now, sometimes you have to put equipment down low, but you got to do what you got to do. Like if you if you're trying to get a fan down low near your seedlings to get a little bit of a breeze down there. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that fan might be below waist, you know, but yeah. So sometimes yeah. you will have to stretch that rule a little bit. But yeah. you know, as low as you as low as you have to put it, but again, high as you can put it
0: use common sense, you know? Yeah.
1: Now, it doesn't really bother me to put a fan down low if, if that happens. But one, one rule that I absolutely have <laughs> is all extension cords, plugins, any, any kind of an outlet, always at the top of the tent and run, mm-hmm. you know, let the plug it in high, let the cord run low. That way all of my connections are, are always going to be out of the water. No matter what I would have to have five feet of water in my tent before I'd have a problem there. So that's
0: not nice, going to happen. Nice, not, yeah, definitely that, not gonna And that's happen. the way it needs to be, you know. Something like that, and then you, you just know it's not going to happen. You got the extra peace of mind then, but you know, just going to mm-hmm. have shit set on fire or go sparky because it's falling into some water or something.
1: Yeah, and and in order to try and follow that rule about the you know don't keep that voltage out of the water situation, if I have to have a fan on the on the physical floor of the grow tent with seedlings or something like that, I usually use a low voltage twelve volt fan because that's not going to cause an electrical fire. It's not going to shock me. or anything. You know, DC 5-volt or 12-volt fan is fine. The adapter can be high. I can run the low voltage down low, and it's safe that way. So anytime I have to have power down where water can possibly maybe interact with it, it's always low voltage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, fire, yeah, fire is just it's a big concern for everybody, man, especially back in the day. I think it was worse, you know, when people were using – hid lights because they would just produce so much heat
1: that was a big big fire hazard those things because mm-hmm. yeah I and mean, if you if if something was left on the reflector or near the bulb it could physically flash off with that yeah. with that amount That's of right, them, those things yeah if you mm-hmm. had a, a cooling fan failure that was also something with back with those hids it was physically mm-hmm. possible to get a tent hot enough to actually cause some kind of combustion back in the, yeah, the day if you didn't have enough enough uh ventilation in those things yeah. so we are lucky nowadays,
0: growing in LEDs. Yeah, the, the reason you would see a grow room fire nowadays is because of faulty electrical equipment, rather than anything else. You know, there's a sort of a, a fault with the light, or most likely a fan. Fans uh, seem to be the biggest problem. But I've seen people have fans before that just like burst into flames. man uh, mm-hmm. you know, people on Twitter and members of the forum as well. So they're the scariest things, I think, because of the the constant motion, you know, always going round, always producing f- friction in some way. Fans are always a big concern. But you just have to make sure you get a high quality equipment. Mm. Don't get knockoff stuff, man. It's just not worth the risk. You know, If it's got a little bit of an electrical fault somewhere, then it can easily just catch fire and set fire yeah. to the house and it spreads and you fuck, you know? You don't yeah, want now, as far
1: one. as your fans go, though, you, you have to actually you know, go, go beyond just looking at your equipment there. I always tell people, listen, learn, learn the language of your equipment and listen to it because, you know, if the fan starts making yeah. a little odd sound. <laughs> if your fan starts just... going, <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> it means it's, it's fucked. <laughs> it's going to, you know, if, if it's always been noiseless and all of a sudden you start hearing a little squeak, maybe you want to start <laughs> looking at that, you know, but it's like, don't just keep ignoring everything and think, oh, it's fine. It's not going to be bad. The thing's trying to tell you something. Fix it, you know. One of those things. Fix it or replace it. Don't let it die.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it as well. Don't leave the equipment running for so long, but it does die. You know, these these things they have a certain longevity to them, and when when you think that it's getting, I've had that fan for a bit long. Now, how change it? <laughs> Just change it. You know. It, well,
1: yeah. You want to buy uh, equipment? All equipment has what's called duty cycle. Um, and that's that's the percentage of amount of time in, uh, uh, of uh, a given hour that is supposed to be running, kind of thing like that. If you're going to run it 24 hours a day, it needs to have a continuous duty cycle on it. So, you know, your extractor fans, things like that, make sure you're buying things that are, that are a continuous duty cycle for those. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are built to do that. But like uh, a lot of these little cheap plastic household fans that most of us do at some point or other use in our grow, Those might not be made for 24-7. So those are the ones you're going to have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Duty cycle.
0: Yeah, man. Just make sure the equipment's good. And another thing which we've seen as well is people just overloading circuits. The the plug sockets in the walls, they're designed to hold a certain amount of electricity. So if you put too much through it, then the wires in the wall can melt and cause fire. You don't want that shit to happen, man. So you have to take these things into consideration as well. I've seen conflicting reports over the internet about how much wattage a plug socket in the UK can take, mm-hmm. but it seems as if, um, the 3000 watts it, it seems to be the average which you've seen, but some of them were saying 1500 watts as well. So uh, I think, like, for the double sockets, it might be 3000, but you don't, you know, you, but if it's a single socket, then it's 1500, so both sockets together would add up to. Uh, just it was difficult to find an actual number i think uh, 1500 is a good one to stick by and you shouldn't really push over that much in a single socket you're going to have your lights which necessarily you say it's going to be what 600 watts if you're using a hps you can push it to that 1000 watts if you got a big led but it's rare that you're gonna get a light to go all the way over 1500 but if you have two lights and you're pushing them through the same sockets then that might be a problem that could be too much load on that particular circuit and it can cause it to melt and set fire so just bear that in mind when you when you're getting your equipment and you're adding up how much electrical load it's going to be make sure you're spreading it across numerous sockets you yeah. know what I mean yeah. yeah uh
1: in the US you'll have two different situations that I'm aware of at least uh, mm. uh, multiple situations usually in household, uh, most households are either going to be wired with 15 or 20 amp uh, circuit breakers. Newer construction usually has 20 amp breakers in them. Some construction, you'll still find 15 amp breakers in it. So in those circuits, uh, if you do you know, quote, perfect, quote unquote, the perfect math on them, a 15 amp circuit should, should be able to pull about 1600 watts, and a 20 amp circuit should be able to pull something like 2200 watts. I never pull maximum, so my general rule of thumb, just to make sure I never have a problem, is that if I have a 15 amp circuit, I never go over 1500, I never over a thousand watts, and if I have a 20 amp circuit, I never go over 1500 watts. And that always leaves me plenty of safety room
0: in there. Well, I have seen a good uh, a good post there from some guy on Quora. He, he said uh, it depends on the country and to some degree the equipment. The limit is really in amps or currently. Carrying capability. If the yeah. equipment is 100% power factor, no difference between the phase of voltage and current, then a UK socket of today's standards can deliver 13 amps at 240 volts, which is 3120 watts. Uh, actually, it can deliver more, but it is limited by the plug rather than the socket. This is why the UK plugs have fuses. EU sockets is a typical 16 amps for a 220 volt given slightly more at 3520 watts a us normal wall socket will be 120 volts at 16 volts uh, it must be must be an amps there given a uh, 1920 watts mm-hmm. although some houses allow 240 volts high powered sockets with 30 amps for dryers cookers and level 2 car chargers in the uk these are usually directly wired or used uh, on normal wall sockets mm-hmm. Uh, most systems around the world are similar to one of these, but there are many more plug styles as well as Earth and non-Earth versions. Uh, if the power factor is equivalent, is less than 100%, then the power limit will be reduced to blah. So, yeah, that's different amounts around the world, you know, so depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot. And one and one important thing that I
1: caught, picked up right there in the beginning of the article, they talked about mm-hmm. the capacity of the circuit versus the capacity of the plug itself. And that's a very right. important factor there. Because a lot of times, if you're going to have a fire or you're going to have a heat issue, a lot of time it happens at the connection where you plug in the wire to the, into the socket right there. Because that's a friction connection between two pieces of metal. If there's any kind of debris, any kind of, of corrosion there, you get a lesser uh, lesser of a connection. And that's where your heat starts building first yeah so by all and means what you're plugging into the wall like that, that outlet right there if it looks like it's old if it looks like it's beat up if if it feels like the plug is loose going into it replace it be safe mm-hmm. replace it
0: yeah that's it and we had cloud in the chat here it says axe axe <laughs> ask a certified electrician please and of course yeah. you know If you're in a position to do that, if you are lucky enough to be able to call an electrician out to your grow room and have them check everything (laughs) to make sure it's all working okay, then fucking definitely do that because that's your best option. But of course, doing what we do It's not always an option. So you have to make sure about the the equipment is in good standards in the first place. You could take all your grow equipment down, get an electrician out to check all the sockets to make sure that there's no problems and everything's working okay. And then you can set your grow room up and just don't overload the plug sockets. You know, and we're saying it's going up to 3000 watts here. You don't even need to do half of that for just a a personal grow, you know, like a four by four with good LED and all the fans shouldn't really Mm -hmm. go over 1600 watts. You've got plenty of room to move there. So it's not too much load on the sockets. You you just bear that in mind when when you want to use numerous lights. You don't want to put too much into one particular socket. Sorry, monkey. What were you saying?
1: No, I was going to say, you're fine. Ask a certified electrician. The thing is, we you, we can't do that once we're up and running. But that's definitely mm-hmm. if you're getting ready to set up a grow first, and nothing's set up yet, and you're just kind of looking at the area. The electrician doesn't have to know what you put in there. So by all means, you can call the electrician and de- I just need 20 amp socket right here. Bam, tell him where it's at. You don't need to know what's going there. If he ask any question, that ain't his business. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you got a refrigerator you got to put there or something like that who yep. the heck knows you don't need to know that that situation there though
0: and right. that's a good point as well because you have these you know extension leads which they it's not recommended that you use extension leads uh, mm-hmm. with uh with grow lights especially because it's just it's not designed for that if well, you can it- then do have sockets put in a specific place that that's the best way to do it. if you can get an electrician out to move mm-hmm. a socket to where it's going to be most useful where you don't need to use extension cables and shit like that, then do that, man. That's a, that's a great option. It's the
1: safest thing you can possibly do. Yes. By mm-hmm. all means, that's, per- that's perfect. Especially if you're running a dedicated circuit to your grow room, that means if anything mm-hmm. else in your house trips the breaker, your grow, your grow room's going to be fine. You, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of nice to have that. Your tent's going to still be alive with something else as a, has a problem situation down on that. Yeah. So, that's a good deal.
0: But that's it. We are here to explain how to grow cannabis in the most simple way possible. We don't know much about electricity, you know, (laughs) and that's going to be the same for more than 90 percent of of the people who do grow in. So just I do all take any risk with this shit. Yeah. yeah. You know more than I do about this kind of thing. I
1: spent some years as an electronic technician, which gives me the basics. I understand what I'm doing and I have the proper tools. I've got I've got circuit trackers and, and meters and testers and I. I know the rules, put it that way. So I'm not afraid to do it. I'm not a certified licensed uh, card carrying member of the union kind of thing like that. But uh, I have enough information, enough knowledge. And with a little bit of YouTube, if I I have a question, if you have some of that DIY kind of abilities and you know what you're doing and you have the right tools, you can do this yourself. But gosh, I would never recommend anybody try it if you feel even the slightest bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, my kids have never, never played with electricity. They're afraid of it, but I do it all the time. They've seen me do it a hundred times,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: if you're not comfortable with it, by all means, don't do
0: it. That's right. Whiskey Love in Calpy said in the chat here, one of those simple amperage slash wattage meter helps to know how much you're loading. It does indeed. It's a good way to do things. You plug these, you plug your equipment into it, and then it goes into the wall and it will tell you how much that specific yeah. piece of equipment is drawing from the wall. It, you know, exactly how much it is. Yeah, and then you can write that way. down, add it all up, and see if it goes over the, the load that you want for that socket.
1: Yeah. The, the In the States, they call them, or even Canada, they, you can get them under the name, kilowatt meters, kill a watt. And you can okay. still buy them on Amazon and whatnot like that. And like Matt, says, said, it's a pastor ram meter. You put it in there, it tells you exactly how much that circuit's pulling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a great way to do it but if if we talked about extension cords now we know that I, I'll tell you right now that there's somebody out there that says well I can't get an electrician in here it's going to use an extension cord anyway if you do overspec your cord please um, mm-hmm. it's very important that you get a very heavy cord if you have to run an extension cord don't get just you know the, the cheapest extension cord that you can find and expect it to do the job mm-hmm. uh, go on the internet and there you can easily search for uh you have you have to take into account two things if you have to run an extension cord you have to take in the length of the cord and the gauge of the cord how thick the wire in the cord is there are charts all over the internet that'll tell you the safe load that can be handled by an extension cord that is a certain length and a certain gauge use that chart and again oversize this because you don't want to be calling the fire department because you made a mistake when you add an extension cord into your circuit, you remember I was talking about how your failure points probably going to be right there at the wall where you plug in, right? Because that's the connection point. Well, you've also added one more connection point by adding that extension cord in there. So that's that's one more reason not to use it if you don't have to, because you're adding an extra joint in there. And those plugs yeah. are the most yeah. common failure points for fire.
0: Jeff Bezos popped in the chat here. I mean, sorry, Savon's, Savon's. <laughs> Most smart plugs, home automation, will tell you <laughs> how much you're drawing. Yeah, if you got them, you know, any way you can find out about how much the the equipment is actually using up, then that's gonna that's be a good tip. Thing I've got but, um, smart
1: plugs and I've never tried that. I, I will have to look up that the
0: the, the timers because you know we use timers with lights, of course, and lights they draw a lot of electricity, you know, especially them HID ones, but the good quality LED ones draw a lot too. So you want to make sure that you have a high-duty, a heavy-duty light timer. Don't just get a cheap one. You know, If you go to Lumi, Lumi have uh, a good one which is made specifically for grow lights. So you know it can take the load without there being any problems. It's not going to melt in the wall and set fire to something. You know, So make sure well, you, you, you get your good timers as well.
1: What you just said, though, is actually what does happen with a cheap timer. If you open mm-hmm. your tent and you start smelling plastic and something nasty you could be melting your timer because if you put a, a underrated right. timer on a big light, it's happened more than once. It will melt. Right.
0: So you want to make sure that all the equipment you're using is in good, good standard. You know, it's not just a, a budged up piece of shit with wires hanging out of it. It needs to be in good condition and that will reduce the risk of fire there as well. But avoid overloading the circuits with too much power. You know, take that into consideration when you're setting up the grow room, if you can get an electrician out to make sure all your electrics are running fine first. Then you you, sh- you should be good to go. Just don't overload the the circuits there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so,
1: yeah.
0: what ask I me? Mean, we, uh, well, and and Savant is talking
1: about. Be... He was talking about safety ratings, and these will be different all over the world. But in mm-hmm. the United States, we have what's called UL rating underwriters laboratory which is basically saying that it's been tested till failure. And when it fails, it won't usually set a fire off or not supposed to be, do you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of thing like that. But the problem is with grow equipment, so much of it is made all over the world. I mean, half of my grow, growth stuff does not have UL rating on it because mm-hmm. it was manufactured in some other country. And, you know, this hobby is kind of like a fringe out there and it's not really being watched as closely. So be careful when you're buying this, "Quote unquote cheap Chinese stuff." It's uh, sometimes dangerous stuff.
0: Yeah, that's right, man. Be careful of that shit. Yeah, man. Good so stuff.
1: You. Always stay with the good stuff.
0: So there's a certain equipment you can use as well, which is gonna be risky shit stuff that but some people would use in their grow rooms and stuff that I would not. You know, like like heating fans, for example. You know these fans that turn on produce some heat. It's, yeah, I just don't like that, man. That, I, I'd rather use. An oil rad, you know? You're talking about the resistive heaters, the ones that glow slightly orange and blow the fan. Yeah, yeah, goddamn! Imagine having that just sitting there in, in the grow room. Jeez. I actually
1: use those in the wintertime underneath fruit trees if I get a real cold spell. And they always make yeah, but me But that's outside, right? Yeah, I'm that's thinking, outside, well, if I burn yeah. the damn thing down, <laughs> I just kill the tree. It's not going to yeah. burn my house down, at least, because I'm always worried about the thing falling over or something
0: like that. Mm-hmm.
1: And, of course, some they give
0: off light as well. and You don't want that in your dark grow room. Uh,
1: very good point. Yeah, it's it's dim infrared, but yeah, it could actually do something to you long term.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't use those if you have to. I've heard also, I don't know, again, I don't use heaters in, in my you know in standalone heaters because I'm in a uh, climate controlled building that I'm doing this in, but I've heard that those uh, are very inefficient too. those resistive heaters compared to like the oil rads and things like that, that they cost a lot to run.
0: You just, again, you just have to make sure that these are in and stay in as well. You get it in good condition, but wear and tear happens over time. So just be careful of that. You know, if it starts, if there's any damage to anything that produces heat and it can potentially set fire to anything, don't fucking use it, man. Don't be too cautious with these things. You can't be too cautious with these things. Just if you think it's risky at all, don't use it. When we all
1: start up doing this hobby... You probably were like me trying to get into it for as inexpensive as possible because you weren't really sure what's going on. And sometimes you might make these mistakes starting up thinking like, oh, this will get me by. Don't take the risk. It's not worth it. Mackie said yeah. it. He said it perfectly. Get, get the good stuff.
0: That's right. Yeah. And of course, when you're using these heaters as well, uh, heaters tend to draw a lot from the wall as well. You know, you're getting like a 1600 watt heater sometimes with these oil rads things like that so remember to add that shit up with the equipment that you're already using and don't put it through extension cables man you just put put it straight through the wall that'll be the best thing to do and if you are using extension cables just don't don't overload it only use that for a few fans or something don't put too much in it you know if it's a if the extension cable has got four sockets in it only use two of them you know don't use the whole lot and don't put extension cords into extension cords that that's not cool either and if you have wires that are too long Don't coil them, you know, leave them laying out flat.
1: Exactly. Extension cords, especially. That's something that's a great way to put it because that's a common thing. Like some some people may have like an extension cord on a reel or something like that, Mm -hmm. or keep it coiled up around your arm Mm -hmm. and they only use so much of it and then throw the coil behind the tent and just start using it. That coil, it builds up a, a, a magnetic charge in it that actually retards the electricity. It's an inductance and builds heat in that coil very fast. And over time, it can cause that rubber to burn. So do not do that. Guarantee mm-hmm. you, if, if you go back there and feel that coil, it's going to be warm to the touch. That always makes me nervous. I've done it so many times, so too many places. It's
0: not nice. Yeah, so let's say you have everything all set up and everything's all good. And you've had all your equipment tested. Everything's sweet. You've got no problems. There's just certain things you can look out for as the growth is going on that could be a sign of an electrical issue arising that wasn't there before. You know, it's just happening now because wear and tear things happen, you know? So if you like to flicker in or any faulty equipment isn't acting the way it's supposed to act, then that could be an electrical fault, which could eventually turn into something that could become a fire. So you Mm -hmm. have to be careful with that kind of thing. If you like to flicker in, then try and figure out the source, you know, Mm -hmm. don't just leave it there thinking that it will be okay. Because in worst case scenario, it could set fire because it's faulty. It's not working properly.
1: The yeah, same goes with your, your fans. If you notice when your fans are surging that when they shouldn't be, you know, you know, cutting in and out, kind of things like that. Yeah. That means you've got a problem. Don't ignore it. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, strange odors. You know, if you can smell something burning, you know, there's an electrical smell, that ozone kind of smell. Be a, careful of that kind
1: of thing as well. The ozone smell that you're talking about, that's going to be an electrical arc somewhere that's uh-huh. uh yes, will produce heat. Not a good thing. Another one is kind of the smell of hot plastic kind of a smell. That mm. means you've probably got an electrical component somewhere that's overheating somewhere. And then there's the infamous uh, transistor of the famous smoke that comes out of the transistors. You know, that smell, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody's ever fried anything electronic, it's very, very, very recognizable when you open the tent. I worked in the electronic industry for several, several, <laughs> many, many years. I don't say several, many, many years. And those smells are very distinct to me. When I open up any place, I go in a house, go anywhere, immediately I smell it. It sets every alarm bell. Mm-hmm. Like you should never smell those hot smells,
0: ever. Yeah, so... And, you know, if uh, like if the breakers keep getting tripped and things like that, there's going to be a reason for that, you know, try and find out the the problems. You shouldn't get that very often if your electrics are in good condition. You just want to make sure that you have a good, uh, you know, the plug sockets and the wires and the walls and the circuit board, all that shit. If that's all in good condition, then the equipment you're using for a personal growth should be fine. You shouldn't really overload too much. It should be able to handle it, but just be cautious anyway. Mm-hmm. it's the best Always way to be you keep, know? yeah
1: keep your eyes and ears open and your nose too as well in the tent those will usually point out any potential electrical problem that
0: you're going to have mm-hmm. usually you know look out for plugs that get too warm as well you know if, if plugs are getting warm in the wall and things like that that's a bad sign usually something's wrong if that happens mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that as well there's probably too much load being pulled through it or something yep that's the place place you're that going to have the heat
1: it. first right there at the plug right put your hand
0: on it you'll know yeah Well, what else is uh you know address any of those when they come up uh, fire extinguishers man these are gonna if there is gonna be a problem it might be an electrical fire but there's different ways fires can start there's like an all-purpose fire extinguisher you can get that can deal with the uh the electrical fires and flammable liquids and you know paper and shit like that mm-hmm. and you can also get them so they're automatic and there's two main ones which you can get, which produce powder or put powder into the grow room and put out any fire that's there. But of course, when you use the powder one, it's going to uh, get across your plants as well. And if they're in flower and, you know, even if they're not in flower, it's going to fuck them up to get all of this. It's better to have them destroyed by the powder than the fire. You know, so it's better to have them there anyway, just in case. And then if something does happen, you would have lost the plants anyway. So, yeah, might as well lose to powder. But there's also another type of fire extinguisher. It's a little bit more pricey, but that one releases gas. I think it releases co two you know, and that puts the um the fire out and doesn't damage the plants if the plants haven't already been damaged by the fire and the smoke. you know yeah. but uh-huh. th- These uh, fire extinguishers, they have like a heat thing, even when it gets too hot, it breaks and that's what sets off the thing. So it's completely automated. So if you need peace of mind, Mm -hmm. then you know uh get on that man you you get a couple of those hung up in your tent and if there ever is a problem then it's going to be automatically sorted out by this equipment yeah if price is
1: not an option if price is not a problem and i had to choose one of the two i'd go with the co2 if i if i had Mm -hmm. to i don't have that in my room i do have the dry chemical ones sitting around in case i do need them i I hope to god i never have to because If you discharge a dry chemical fire extinguisher into your tent, you're going to have to completely clean that tent top to bottom lights, everything
0: because Mm -hmm. powder
1: gets everywhere.
0: Yeah. And another thing as well is putting too much strain on equipment, you know, um, with your extractor, if you haven't got proper intake ventilation for the extractor fan, then it's going to have to work harder to pull air through it. So, putting that extra strain on the fan is not what it was designed to do. And that can put extra friction on it, which will build up heat. And eventually it's going to cause damage and potentially cause a fire. So be cautious of that kind of thing as well. You know, don't put too much load on your equipment. Make sure that they're yeah. only working, uh, you know, at a nice gentle pace. They'll last longer and they're less likely to cause fire if they do break. That's the monkey
1: do strategy over oversize the equipment and work at half as much so mm-hmm. that's what I, most of my tents are built that way. Like, yeah. Who runs a uh, six inch extractor on 0. 0.49 square meters, you know, <laughs> I do, but mm-hmm. I don't need to run it, but maybe 30% and it yeah, runs forever.
0: Yeah. That's right. man, And it's quiet. There, it's,
1: you can't even hear it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this is obviously before mostly indoor grows as well. That's what we're talking about here. You're going to have all these electrical things set up while you're indoors. Is there any specific things you can think about for uh, outdoor grows, Monkey?
1: Safety as far as electrical goes. I mean, only only thing I would think about there is if you're trying to do any kind of light uh, supplementation or, or situation mm-hmm. like that, that, then you're going to have to deal with electrical and, and lights and outdoor. In that case, you're going to have to f- make sure everything is spec for outdoor use, you know, wet use. And that's the whole new ball game that I'm not familiar with. hmm I mean that we do I mean I, that's like doing Christmas lights almost, but yeah. but we're gonna be doing this with high high intensity LEDs and stuff. I don't know.
0: Yeah. different no, things like, like um you have to be cautious when you're outdoors as well like just leaving things across the ground like the hose the rake the wrong way up you send all the cartoons. <laughs> yeah <you know? laughs> uh, actually I,
1: I don't the person i actually know a person who stepped on a rake like that and she basically said well the picture of her foot wasn't very nice it went through her foot didn't come up and hit her in the face
0: oh <laughs> it was, so it was worse you would have rather <laughs> the smack in the head
1: but she ended up with two holes in her foot you know yeah so yeah, by all means, that, that's just one example of things go wrong sometimes if you don't yeah, watch man.
0: what you're yeah. doing, man. You Just have to be safe, you know, and lift with your back. Uh, no, not, that's wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> lift with your heavy. knees, everybody, not your back. You know, if you know when you're heavy, moving he- yeah. heavy fucking pots around and when you're setting up the tents and shit like that, you know, try not to overexert yourself and pull a muscle and do yourself injuries. Cause you know, we talk about electrical and fire safety, but there's other ways you're going to get hurt in the grow room. If you're not careful, You know, i have fucking pulled my shoulder before laying on the ground, twisted up around all the pots and the fucking plants, just doing scrogging, trying to mm-hmm. train a little bit at the back of the tent. You have to squeeze for everything, twist around. It's like, I don't even think I can get out, you know, mm. <laughs> It's just so easy to pull something. Just be careful, man. Be careful. You know, Lifting the heavy bucket because I fill up a DWC bucket, twenty liter bucket, it, uh, put nutrients in it. Then I have to carry it from the bathroom to the grow room, and you know it's not light. If you pick that up incorrectly, it's gonna hurt your back, man. You have to be careful of these things. You know, just take that into consideration as well. The last thing you want to do is injure yourself or damage your property because you're growing cannabis. You know, you want there to be minimal detrimental impacts whatsoever. The only detrimental impact you really want is your electricity bill is going to go up a bit. That's it. You know, everything else should be fine. And it, it works out. It works out for the better, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause you get a little bit of electricity bill and you get a lot of cannabis for it. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: you end mm-hmm. up with, you end up with a profit side of that. I don't know. Yeah, should we can- talk about, I mean, we do have situations where, if you're talking about safety, we have chemicals that we are using in the girl room. And I guess uh, normal safety there would be, you know, eye protection, things like that. You mm-hmm, clean your mm-hmm. tent, make sure, you know, don't, don't splash the bleach in your eyes or even the, yeah. even the the vinegar, the vinegar will blind you or burn you.
0: Man, it'll sure hurt. Don't mix pH up and pH down together. That is a fucking violent chemical reaction. Everybody be very careful there. And you bought up eye protection, monkey, which is a good one. When these led lights, they're fucking bright nowadays and they can damage your light. They, they can damage your eyes. So if yeah. you have got sunglasses, you can get the specific ones. You can get them from HLG. HLG have light uh, sunglasses that you can wear specifically for their lights. So get a pair of them and they're like 15 quid or something. They're not expensive. And mm. you'd rather keep your eyes protected rather than damaging them every time you go in the grow room because them lights are bright, man. They are fucking bright.
1: I remember so, getting headaches from the blurple's back in the day. Those were yeah. the worst. Um, I I hated those things. Yeah. So when, I, when we switched to uh, full spectrum whitish lights, much less headache. But I still won't look at the boards. I always look down. Yeah. will not look up.
0: You know. So when it comes to safety in the grow room, it's more than just electrical and fire safety. So You got to think about you know your, your physical safety as well, making yep. sure there's no wires laying across the ground that you can trip over. You know, if you're
1: mixing nutrients, don't splash the stuff on your eyes. If you get it Mm -hmm. on your hands, go wash your hands. That's right. Little things like that. One thing I do a lot of is I do reverse plants with uh, a silver and that stuff. If you get it on your hands, doesn't really burn. But let's just say it doesn't really feel good on my hands. So wash Mm -hmm. it off. If you get it, you know, gloves might even be uh, usable if if you're sensitive to those things. Be aware. Just, you know, take precautions. Um, Some people... Are sensitive to. I'm not particularly, but some people are very sensitive to the contact of the plant on their on their skin. They get rashes. Mm-hmm. So in those kind of cases, you want to use some kind of a grower sleeve or long sleeve shirt. I've seen people break out in hives just from rubbing against the side of a cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. So if that's one of you one of your things, or if you're noticing some kind of a thing, maybe that is one of your things that you don't know about yet. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, some good points. What else is there when it comes to safety? Of course, we have the safety of just following the three rules, but we're not discussing that kind of thing in, in this episode. You know, you should already know to follow the three rules. It's important. That's how you keep your grow room safe. But when it comes oh. to your safety, you know, that that getting the high-quality equipment to make sure that it's not fucking faulty and it's not just going to set on fire because it's a cheap piece of shit. You know, get the good stuff, man. Dude, just for the peace of mind of knowing that it's the good stuff. Don't use uh too many extension cables and definitely don't overload them. Take note of the draw that you're pulling from the walls and from particular sockets and make sure that they can handle it without there being any issues. You know, just these these each little thing you can do to make sure that it's safer is gonna prevent you know there's something bad happening even more. And the more you can reduce the risk, the better. Not only because it reduces the risk, but it offers peace of mind as well.
1: hmm It does. I'd rather be safe. I'd rather be over safe mm-hmm. than have to deal with the problem. So, very important and, with that.
0: Uh, for hydro growers as well, somebody mentioned, um, yeah, I think we have something to listen to the mail about it actually. About uh, if there's a flood, you know, if you get a flood, if you're running in hydro and there's a shitload of water that leaks, you, know, you, you need something in place to make sure that if there is a leak, then it stops all the equipment. Mm -hmm. which you can do with some automated sensors and stuff i think it It was that that. yeah he had a a
1: water detector sensor on in his grub Mm -hmm. and that was a that was what he would use like that i have a little different situation i mean i've also thought of a a situation i do cocoa grows small tent two plants so when i'm off off uh for a week or two and i've got an auto watering system set up and i got 10 gallons of liquid and a timer and a pump and all this stuff set up here, pump ready to pump into this tent and you're nervous as heck. And what if something goes wrong? So I, when I do that, my catch basins are bigger than my reservoirs. So if mm-hmm. I, if my pump failed or if I screwed up the timing and everything went into the tent all at one time, it would just basically end up in, in, in my catch basins. My plants mm-hmm. might or might not be standing in a little bit of water, but it's not going to be on the floor. And I can deal with it when I come home. So I I thought past that. That's the water damage thing. Like, okay, how am I going to deal with the water if something goes
0: wrong? That was my answer. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's pretty much... I mean, you say everything covered, but there's always more to this, and you can always go into more detail. Just don't underestimate how important safety is because you don't want to realize that you should have been more safety conscious after the fact, you know? When things about down, like fuck, I should have got that fire extinguisher. You know, you <laughs> know, oh shit. I shouldn't have left that extension cable on the floor next to my DWC bucket and its pump. You know? Yep. <laughs> I shouldn't have over I shouldn't have put then two thousand watt grow lights through that one plug socket in an extension cable. And you should yeah. you shouldn't do these things. You shouldn't do it after the fact, man. You need to know beforehand that things can potentially go wrong and just you try your best to make sure that it doesn't.
1: Yeah. We've all made mistakes. I know the the worst one I ever made, I was watering a scrog and I was doing it with a a rigged up pump on a reservoir that I would use a manual switch to turn on and I'd hit one bucket could turn it off and go to the next, next pot over like that. And I thought everything was cool. So I I had did it correctly. I got all, all the containers watered and then I wasn't even thinking what I was doing. I turned off the switch. So the pump wasn't running and I set, the hose down in my tent and what i didn't realize was i still had a siphon going and Mm. before i knew it i had four gallons of water in the bottom of my tent that and it was it was a a scrog in mid flower (laughs) so you can imagine it's just it was a nightmare so yeah you got to do what you got to do you get the vacuum cleaner out you you lift you 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 pull and you never make that mistake ever again
0: and as I said, I water using a DWC bucket. And on a DWC bucket, there's a little pipe that goes up the side of it, a little green pipe. Yeah. Then when I mix up my nutrients, I'll bring it in, you will know, feed the plants and collect runoff. Uh, sometimes I'll leave it sitting there with the air stone know, I'm just bumping through it. And I've had it before where I've put it there and gone to do some work. And then I've stood up like a half hour later, I've stood up from my chair. And as my sock has touched socks, Billy, as the, oh, sock sock. Oh. T- <laughs> As the sock has touched the carpet, it's fucking soaked. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? And I've looked over at the DWC bucket and the pipe on the side had like tilted onto the ground. And mm. the hole for the pipe is at the bottom of the bucket. So all the water is just poured out and just mm. spread across the fucking carpet. And, you know, it started dripping through to the <laughs> ceiling underneath. It's like, oh, fuck's sake.
1: And you oh, never do that yeah. again,
0: do you? Uh, it happened once after that as well.
1: No.
0: <laughs> but no, I don't use the same bucket now. You know, I use <laughs> a different bucket. But it's not gonna, you know, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, full man can't still... get fooled again. <laughs> but you got fooled again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, don't listen to any advice I've got, everybody. Just you know. <laughs> He, i'm not i'm not a good example most of the time
1: he, he talks a good game but you know it doesn't always work out yeah that's, that's it problem. that's yeah, it it is
0: yeah, i know what the right thing to do is whether i do that or not is a different story
1: you know No, yeah, we're only telling you these things because we want you to realize we're human too we all make mistakes. <laughs>
0: yeah that's right
1: man we've that's all done right. it once or twice
0: yeah you know it's like yeah i grow pretty nice cannabis and decent amounts of it and it's not like i'll grow small plants and it's not well, like I've i'm never so made laid back with mistake. absolutely fucking everything oh yeah man so many mistakes so many mistakes and that's yeah. it just uh, over the years you figure out what a mistake is and what a mistake isn't you know and yeah the the big mistakes you don't want to learn those ones because it's just fire and trouble when that should happen so just be careful man be careful
1: well truth be known you never stop making mistakes you just uh-huh. make them less often you
0: know yeah and you don't worry about them so much when you do make them you know
1: no yeah as you get more experience you just kind of keep on moving you bounce back faster so that's what i do just mistake can't stop you you just got to keep going
0: shoddy fusion said it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings what a tune what a tune by the way yeah you didn't say because they don't have any feelings but uh George Bush says, I believe human beings and fish can coexist together peacefully. That was his quote. You're, <laughs> co- you're quoting uh, Kurt Cobain, Shot Fusion. But uh, yeah, great album. Man, one of the best, uh, whenever um, I've got thousands of songs on my phone, like most people have, you know, the, the, my whole discography. And anytime a live performance of something comes on, I skip it. I don't, uh, I don't like listening to live music when it's not live. You know, it's recorded live. That's cool. But right. you've got to be at the place and experience it like That's the real feeling of live music. I don't, like, listen to the imperfections of live unless it's live. I like studio albums. Except <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> okay. the uh, Nirvana Unplugged, man. Damn. I mean, MTV Unplugged with Nirvana. Damn. Damn. It just amazing if you don't know what i'm talking about everybody then you need to go check it out right now you need to go check it out man it's the performance of kurt cobain and the whole band but the performance of kurt cobain specifically in that concert that you know just that small concert he's just phenomenal phenomenal it's like he knew that was going to be his last performance so he uh he made it special damn yeah the final unplugged check it out if you haven't seen it already anyway random tangent as we do it happens mm-hmm. but th- that's uh that's all the information you need on safety if you have any concerns just like everything else you know from growing cannabis to making extracts to getting seeds to electrical and fire safety anything if you have any questions at all or need any advice you know where to find us over on percysgrowroom.com, the cannabis growers forum you should all be a member of it already now, we have quite a few listeners of this show, and it would be sweet if we could get all of you, all everybody who listens to the show, as a member over on the forum man, and getting involved in the community. It would be mm-hmm. a, even more of a busy, bustling place than it is already. That would be sweet, man. Mm-hmm. We are a busy, bustling
1: places these days. I mean, I've been watching stuff come up over there, lots and lots of traffic over there. He's lots of
0: people new members. in the chat now talking about Nirvana. Goddamn. That's <laughs> oh my god. listen to that album man. See, Where did you sleep happens. last night? You know that that performance of Where did you sleep last Oh my god. At the end of uh the Where did you sleep last night. Would you listen to the original as well. The original was made in like the 1920s. And you know, that's haunting too. You you can see how captivated he is by the emotion of the song and how involved he is in that song, man. He has so much feeling towards it. It's just it's a next level performance. Damn! You, know, you, you don't see performances like that. Is, I mean, you got Freddie Mercury a uh, Live Aid. You know that kind of just mm-hmm. iconic performance of an artist. Yeah. You know, when he's warming up the crowd with his vocal exercises, just fucking you know, just a next level frontman. Is that performance mm-hmm. there in the uh, in that fucking in the MTV Unplugged? It's just it's uh it's artwork, man. It's artwork. Everybody needs to go see that shit. But anyway, I <laughs> digress again. Look at me go. Jesus. Or maybe I'm a little stoned. That yeah. check, it got got you rolling there, you know? Mm-mm. Let's do a couple of the listener mail questions. Let's do that. Let's try that. Yeah, we've only got a couple of questions here, and I think they're to do with uh, electrical safety as well. Uh, Twisted asks, how can I determine the maximum safe electrical load of the room I'm using? I have two 4x4s on a separate circuit, but I also have a 4x4 area I'm using with the existing house wiring. You know anything about this, monkey? Uh The question is, how can he tell how much amperage he can pull? I think. He, how can he... I determine the maximum safe electric load in the room? Yes, yeah, so I think he's, how much can he pull from the wall without there being mm, a
1: danger? I, I can only tell you how I would do it. Uh, I would use a circuit tracker is what it's called. Uh, Basically you plug in a radio device into the plug, go back to your circuit breaker and trace your your outlets back to find out what feeds what that's going to give you an idea of the capacity of the breakers in the room. Use that to figure out your maximum amperage for for the room. But I would have to, for me, I would have to trace back the wiring into the, into the breaker box and see physically whether I'm I'm running you know, 15 or 20 amp circuits and how many of them I have in a room. Uh, for me, I know that because I wired this room, but if you don't and you're starting to grow, it might not be a bad idea to have your outlets labeled. So, you know, because it's very common to have, you may have an entire wall that's all on one circuit. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. you if you try and run two four by fours on that, well, it might make it, but it might not. Yeah. Um, so it all depends what kind of equipment you're having in there. So. Uh, I would definitely have the room checked, do it yourself, have somebody else do it either way. I mean, if if you're an easy way to do that, if you, I use a tracker because it's fast, but you can physically use a voltmeter or even a, an electrical power cord and switch off one breaker and then go to, okay, plug, plug an electrical light in each socket. Okay, what's dead, what's not. You can tell what was on that breaker. That you flip, turn it back on, flip the next one, do the same thing like that. That's the hard way and a slower way of doing it, but it's very effective. You can then label each outlet, what, what breaker it corresponds back to, and that'll give you an idea of what capacity you have in each area. Complicated, mm-hmm. but it, it, ha- it can be done.
0: You can get an electrician out to check that kind of thing, right? Is that going to be possible yeah. for Twisted? He's a legal grower, is he?
1: he's a legal grower that'd be mm-hmm. the easiest mm-hmm. thing to do you're a legal grower and the, guy, the electrician has nothing to say about it bring him on in but where i'm at it has to be done by me mm-hmm. um, but no if you're in a legal area anytime you're in a legal area and have an electrical question call an electrician if you don't feel comfortable
0: yeah i think that would be the best thing to do because that that is getting a bit much though when you're getting onto the third four by four you know, then that's uh with the lights being pulled through it. I mean, it's probably okay, but you know, if you just want that peace of mind, what I you usually just get do get checked out by a pro well,
1: when in my tents. Basically, I add all the I've just everything that's in the tent should have a label on it telling you how much either wattage or amperage it pulls. But mm-hmm. I, I go through everything, add it all up on the list. That's theoretically how much that tent is going to pull theoretically, because sometimes those values are plus or minus a certain percentage, like 10% or something like that. You yeah. can't always count on them 100%. But that should mm-hmm. get you into a safe ballpark. That's one way of doing it. The other way, of course, is to use that kilowatt meter on that tent and decide how much it pulls. But I mean, it is possible that you may be running a four by four on 600 watts. Who knows if you got a 400 watt light in, in that tent? Uh, yeah, you could use 200 watts worth of, of ventilation and that kind of stuff. If you're not running a heater, it's possible to put two by 4s but you're going to have to check it. Make sure you check before you do it. Uh, I can rattle it off in my head all day and all night, and it may not make sense. But basically what I'm saying
0: is have an electrician
1: check if you're not sh- if you're not sure yourself. Mm-hmm. Or, it, if you're
0: in that position too, man, that, that's the best thing to do. Get the fucking professional to look at it. Yeah, it's good for the local economy as well so, you know. yeah uh, damn i wouldn't be I, mean, I don't even like messing with things on my car man never mind electricity and it's not like i don't know what i'm doing i know to some extent what i'm doing i know not had to yeah. rewire a plug for fuck's sake you know like, i could change a light bulb i could change a pretty mean light bulb
1: you know? yeah but we have uh, we have all all different levels of expertise out there in, in, our, mm-hmm. in our viewership mm-hmm. you know even at percy's and some people, we, we, have a, we actually have electricians at Percy's that, that mm-hmm. are members. Those
0: That's guys right. are not going
1: to have any problem at all doing this. Then you mm-hmm. got people like me that are, you know, handyman kind of, kind of guys that know a little bit and feel comfortable good enough to do that. Then you have people who are not comfortable with it. And those definitely are the people who are going to make the phone call. But, yes, some people some people repair things and some people don't. That's, there's no shame to that. You know, I just had
0: an electrician out last week, you know, I had to take everything down, you know, make, make it look like I don't even know what cannabis is. And then an electrician came out, checked all the plug sockets in the house to make sure they're all working properly, with no problems and shit. So I know I'm good to go. As long as I don't overload sockets, I know I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you just going to stay safe with the electrics, man.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, when we were in Oregon visiting my daughter, they made a comment about how much they hated their bedroom light, overhead light. So I kind of casually said, do you want me to fix that for you while I'm here? They were going to call an electrician. And this this is literally a 10-minute job from something you buy at the big box store. But the illustration that I'm saying here is that they were not comfortable doing that. And they would have rather paid an electrician to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If they feel if they if they felt safe and they could sleep better at night knowing it was done correctly, call an electrician. Yeah. If you feel that way, call an electrician by all means
0: yeah you know, blokes blokes like us from monkey we're from a different time man we would have done this shit ourselves you know out,
1: listen when i first started growing cannabis you couldn't couldn't call anybody and ask questions it was one of those things you mm-hmm. know so you had to, you had to do it yourself one of those that's right but i also no. came from a family <laughs> when my dad didn't didn't believe paying paying people to do things so he taught me all that other stuff too right, mm-hmm. you gotta learn this you know one of those things so Those that's South Park nice. episode,
0: isn't it? The people who know how to actually do things are all billionaires. Nobody knows how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> how many Mackies to change a light bulb? Asks Matt <laughs> uh, Just one. Just Hopefully one. one. Yeah. Just takes a long time, you know? Yeah. Maybe, stop maybe. asking me. I said I'll change it. You don't have to ask me every six months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Maybe two. One to go get the light bulb so they don't have it to change when he's ready.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it was a good question. Good question. We have one more. Yeah, I hope that answers your question there, Tristan. I think I would get it uh, checked out by the electrician because it's just so much. If it was just two by 4s then I'd be like, yeah, that's probably cool. When you're heading into a uh, three of them, it's a lot of wattage. Mm-hmm. So, we have one here from Savans. He says, Uh, and those of us with indoor water parks, and I think he means hydroponics. There, he does. We may not have to be concerned with overload, but water and electricity don't mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, home automation is nice. As soon as a leak is detected, all pumps and power shut down, and all my mobile devices. Sounds like World War Three is happening. Oh, wait, it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice touch there on the end, Savans. Nice. Uh, yeah,
1: I watched, I saw his post. He actually has a autom- home automation system set up. Oh, no, right? Do
0: you see that? The
1: smart, the smart system with a watered H- H2O detector at the bottom of his tent. So if he has a leak, <laughs> you know,
0: it's like, it you everything grow weed? He's like, no, my machines then, do it for me. <laughs>
1: and, and then sends him a text to let him know something's wrong. And it you know, blows up all mm. kind of alarms and everything else. But yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Good yeah. idea
1: with that. Yeah. Um, That's a different way of going with it. I never thought about using the the, uh, water detector thing. Might Mm -hmm. actually have to look into that. I know you can actually, you don't have to have those smart ones either. You can just buy, you know, the the kind that actually starts screaming alarm. If if it senses water, the kind you would use in a basement or something like that. So that's not a bad idea. But so far, my idea was to just make sure that my catch basins are bigger than my supply reservoirs are. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a good idea what he's got there. Very good. Mm. I like yeah, home automation. I was yeah, this a automation is cool, isn't it? Yeah, I was a late adopter, but I have I put the automations on my light controllers. So, and I really love that now because I can be anywhere and check the status of what my lights are doing, things such as that. Uh, found that the AC Infinity controllers, the communication when you're not in, in not actually on your own home network, can be a little bit more complicated at times because of security
0: issues. But right. home automation lets you check anything, and that's nice, really nice. It's pretty cool, and especially you just got to watch what things are labeled when you're connecting them to your Wi-Fi. If your neighbors are close enough, then they can see Chrome Room Fan 1, Chrome Room Fan 2. <laughs> no, mine's called GT1, GT2. Mm-hmm. So GT, they, I, they won't know what the hell is. Nice. Yeah, man, the automation thing's fucking cool. Just uh, and it's getting cheaper. It's getting cheaper all the time, isn't it? Technology's is becoming easier and easier to get a hold of, which is cool. Yeah, man. That, I think that's everything for the grow room safety that we've covered there. And as I said, you can ask questions over at perusegrowroom.com if you have any questions or concerns. And that is also all of the listener mail questions as well. Yeah, you know, I don't the, think there's anything the, to add, right?
1: One little piece of a uh, grow uh, room safety that that I gleaned from Shanti Baba. That I, I think I'm gonna start uh making sure that I actually introduce as as, as as animately as possible. I know we always say no tell, no sell, no smell, all that stuff like that. But he said something that I really appreciate. He says, if if somebody doesn't have any business being back there, they ain't going back there. Mm. Period. End of statement. Don't show your girl off to anybody or that kind of stuff like that. You know, just be safe. want we'll my grow room safety? Let's talk about grow room safety all together, you know if somebody doesn't need to be around there they don't need to be around there
0: you'll be safe right, uh billy's getting upset there in the chat look he's getting upset what about my question oh my what gosh. about my... Do you want to know what billy's questions were okay. uh
1: go ahead oh, I, I, read yeah, no. I read them
0: i read them okay we'll quickly cover these uh if you had to shoot one of the chaggers in chat to keep the stream on air who would it be and why is even if It was not to keep the stream on the air, Billy. I'll definitely shoot you, bro. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go, Billy. There you go. Uh, What... Because he has many of these. uh, What Chanka... And for anybody who doesn't know, Chanka is the people in chat. It's like chat wankers. This is a term term of endearment that Billy uh, made up for all of you guys a long time ago. And it seems (laughs) to have just stuck from the hash club Chanka, as he calls himself. Uh, Anyway... What chaka in chat would you invite over for Xmas dinner and why? I'd invite everybody mm. over if I, if I had the resources, you know. If I have like fucking millions in the bank and shit, I'd be like, yeah, everybody come to my house. We're having a session. I'm gonna get a hash on. We're gonna have some infused turkeys and shit. Margie's cooking for us. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be this shit. Everybody's welcome. Live show with the audience here as well. That would be fucking awesome. You
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That'd be great. But if I could only yeah.
0: invite one, it all depends
1: who harvested late, most recently and <laughs> yeah, had yeah. the best taste in weed, you
0: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to pick one, I mean, there's too many. That is just That's need a to have a good session, man, with everybody. Uh, how many Can't hours would it take to shoot the chanker you invited over for Xmas dinner? Oh, to right. shoot him? Yeah, yeah so well, would you have had enough of him? You know, Us English <laughs> folk, we have guests, and after about an hour, it's like, isn't it time for you to go?
1: i didn't think y'all could shoot people over there i thought it'd be more like stab but yeah
0: well you can it's just you know it's uh, <laughs> it's illegal you know <laughs> oh, it's illegal here too <laughs> that's the
1: problem yeah. you know?
0: yes no. so uh, that, that would the well, questions we... from billy everybody so now you can see why i didn't ask the questions from billy and Jesus. the disclaimer
1: is we do not advocate violence whatsoever so there. You that's go. right
0: that's right Unless it's against, like, spider mites or something. Then, yeah, fucking yeah, now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the, the laughing we do is to make fun of the fact that we have to even deal with that with that question.
0: Yes. So there we go. Good questions, Billy. Thanks for the effort. Thanks for the effort. But that's everything. That's all grown room safety. Just stay safe out there, everybody, man. The last thing we want to hear about is anybody being fucking hurt or their property getting damaged because they had some fucking grown room fire and shit. Just be careful, man. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate how important it is to just follow the simple guidelines to stay safe electrically, and you know with fire. Just be careful, man.
1: Be careful. Yeah, well, remember, fire is only half your problem with electricity. The other part is, you know, if you've ever been bit, you don't ever want to get bit twice by electricity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, pers- I've been bit several times. When you, when you work in the field for a while, it happens.
0: Man, and well, man, well,
1: I hate it.
0: When I was a kid, I don't know, I must have been, like, fucking 10 years old, maybe. I don't know. I was younger. Maybe even younger than that. But I remember going into my bedroom, and my brother was there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Mackie. Obviously, he didn't say Mackie. But, you know, just yeah, as yeah, an yeah. example. So I've gone over, and I'm the younger oh, brother. A couple of years you're not,
1: you're, you're not Mackie? Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's secret, you know? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But then he's like, "Yeah, I take this and it gave me a little pin. You know them things where there's like a thousand little pins and the little and you put your hand in it and it leaves the shape in all the little pins. You know what I mean?" Oh, the pin box. Yeah, the pin board, yeah. pin box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you can put your face in it and just put it on things, makes the shape. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. You know, I had one of those and it took one of the pins out of one of those and he's like, "Yeah, I'll put that in there." And points at this uh, fucking plug socket, an uh, uh, extension cable, on the floor, and I was I didn't know. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I put the fucking pin in the in the plug socket. Yeah, fucking wise decision that was. And it just like, man, the the pain was it wasn't even pain. It was weird. It being electrocuted is a weird sensation, man. It was just like a massive jolt. You know, my arm just flew back, and it, it was yes. like, what the fuck was that? I probably it, didn't say it, that because I was only young. But damn, man, it's
1: yeah, painful. It kind of vibrates, has a vibrating mm. kind of clamping feeling. It's
0: yeah, it's weird, isn't it? weird
1: uh, no i don't know exactly what it feels like i that's
0: i uh, no. Nah. it's not cool yeah
1: no, not at all Oof. i remember my my first fear experience with electricity was my younger brother uh there was an electrical outlet right on right next to where his bed was and one morning he was down there playing the, i don't know what the heck he was doing and all of a sudden there was a huge blue flash and smoke come up and he had this big black burn on his on his Oof. his ankle And, you know, I just kind of thought like electricity jumped out of the socket and just caught him. I didn't realize that he was down there with something, pushing it into the socket, trying to figure out what was going to happen there. And then he ended up just getting hit by the flash as that piece of metal was literally vaporized instantaneous on him. It scared the hell out of me. But it took me years to realize that electricity doesn't just jump out the wall at you like that. I just thought like, oh, my God. So you can imagine for a while, I was deathly afraid of that stuff.
0: Getting more stories in the chat there as well. Uh, Adam <laughs> says, uh, be, being hit by 220 twice, uh-huh. worked in the trades for about five years. 220 holds onto you, damn. Yeah, yeah. I've only um, ever
1: got I've hit by 220, not, not actually by hitting it, but actually by tapping it on the back of my hand or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's oh, oh, oh,
0: yeah uh billy says xmas lights got me threw me about three feet uh backblast says i once put my tongue on a nine volt battery it was horrible
1: <laughs> yeah i've done that too and, and i have to say that and that still grosses me out to this day i, I won't do it again ever mm. i don't like that at all some people Man. think it's like oh that's so cool i hate it
0: no you can actually cause heart attack doing that it's a uh, nine volt on your tongue yeah yeah uh, apparently it used what to be I'm, a dare uh, so... when I was a kid. I dare you to mm-hmm. lick
1: this. I mean, everybody had to do it. It's like, ugh, don't want that.
0: Yeah, Mad Dog says, uh, I have been zapped a few times. It happens. 240 volts is mint. Are you like one of those guys who likes to have his balls stamped on or something, Mad Dog? What the fuck? 240 is mint. I love it. I just like to stick my fingers in plug sockets and be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those <laughs>
1: higher voltages up there, if you if you latch onto them, they can physically cause you to clamp on and not be able to turn mm-hmm. loose. It's really bad.
0: Man, nothing I've seen... to be messed with. And we're about to wrap this up, everybody. Who won't carry on for much longer with these terrible stories? That's but right. I've seen videos on the internet in the past where like the guys in India, they're all getting on top of the trains, you know, they all climb over the trains and stuff. Yeah and uh the guy stood up and his head touched the 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 wire oh. with the through, and it just fucking fried him I just like so. pff, pff, yeah it, it's it, like it, 1200 volts it, or something oof. it's
1: pretty high
0: yeah oof yeah mad dog says no thanks with the balls are you sure bro are you sure you know <laughs> 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 no i don't know people are fucking weird man some people like that shit i don't know i don't know I don't know why anybody would want that to fucking happen. Jesus. Jesus. Uh You know, each to their own. Each to their own. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen them videos on the internet too, you know. (laughs) The internet has revealed so much about the world to me. Shocking. But I think that's everything, right? We've done here with the safety. We've all given you lessons there on why you don't want to get electrocuted, everybody. God damn. Yeah, it's not fine definitely don't want to play with it Mm -hmm. so be careful stay safe out there everybody let's go to the outro And there we go everybody that's this week's grow guides On next week's grow guides we're going to be talking about lollipopping and mainlining as well because we've had a few questions about this kind of thing this week so i think it's a good time to cover those topics in more detail in the grow guides but also we have a couple of special episodes coming up we told you about the conspiracy episode that is coming up on the 19th so please make sure you are free that day and come and join us on our youtube channel youtube.com slash iron homegrown at 9 p.m gmt 1 p.m pacific and 4 p.m eastern i think that's correct and also we have another special show coming up as well a special christmas episode where we're gonna have myself and monkey uh brian from the brian and marco show martin condon from martin's world and also the legendary jordan river will be joining us from growcast just for a christmas session where we just talk about christmas stuff weed, we talk about loads of stuff it's going to be fun so make sure you come and join us for that as well same place over on youtube.com high and homegrown at the same time which is 9 p.m uk time 4 p.m eastern and 1 p.m pacific but that's about everything for this week we hope to catch you on the live stream on sunday which again, youtube.com slash high on homegrown at the same time as I've mentioned numerous times already. But thank you as always for being here. We appreciate it. We appreciate every single download. So thank you as always for being here and thank you for sharing. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope to catch you on the next one for the live stream on Sunday. Stay high, stay safe, have a good weekend and we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.